Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. With sunshine, but on cold alert. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now in Rockville, 21 degrees. Ashburn, 21. Fort Washington, 23. Down to the single digits overnight. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, the snow gone from the forecast for now, still flying off those uh, branches when the wind blows it around. We now have to contend with bitterly cold temperatures. Stay with your first alert weather station for the latest as we have a long list of school delays. Some school systems staying closed, some going virtual. Maryland's governor shifts gears on planned transportation cuts for this year. I'm Kate Ryan. The Washington Commanders introduced their new general manager. He's the head of football operations explaining why he came here after years of success in San Francisco. It's 8 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Several inches of snow makes for good snowball fights, but the winter storms and plunging temperatures have also led to at least 17 deaths across the country. And as CBS's Nikki Batiste reports from New York's LaGuardia Airport, travel problems. At New York's LaGuardia Airport, how are you feeling? Frustrated. I was crying down at baggage claim. I'm frustrated, too. I'm, I'm handling all of it's been really stressful. In Nashville, a ground stop on Monday left hundreds of passengers stuck on the tarmac, some for almost seven hours after de-icing trucks ran out of fuel. So then we were left to wait and not knowing what was coming there. According to FlightAware, there have been more than 8,000 delays and 2,000 cancellations across the U.S. today. New Hampshire primary is one week from today. CBS's Caitlin Huey Burns is already Donald there. Donald Trump fresh off that win in Iowa. He actually headed to New York where he's facing defamation charges from writer E. Jean Carroll. He wanted to appear there in court. And then he's here to campaign in New Hampshire where he's going to spend nearly every day this week campaigning here. The former president has told supporters at a rally in Atkinson, New Hampshire. It's time for the Republican Party, however, to unify, come together and move forward as one team. We have to beat crooked Joe Biden. We have to beat him. Released today, a 911 call for an ambulance to transport Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin to a hospital earlier this month after a complication he suffered after cancer surgery. The caller asked the operator for no lights and no siren on the ambulance because, quote, we were trying to remain a little subtle. The Fairfax County Department of Public Safety Communications operator then asked. He's awake, he's alert and oriented, he's not confused or anything like that, correct? Correct. Okay. Austin was released from the hospital yesterday. A U.S. official confirms the Biden administration is expected to soon announce plans to redesignate the Houthis, especially designated global terrorists. It comes as the U.S. military has made another preemptive strike against Houthi rebels in Yemen to derail a planned assault on commercial shipping in the Red Sea. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the action was urgent and necessary. We took additional strikes, knocking out four ballistic missiles that we believe were prepped and ready to be launched from Yemen. Uh, took them out before they could do that. The action followed a Houthi attack on a Malta-flagged commercial ship. JetBlue's almost $4 billion buyout of Spirit Airlines is blocked by a judge, citing threat to competition. President Biden says the ruling is a victory for consumers everywhere who want lower prices and more choices. And on Wall Street, the Dow closed down 232 points. This is CBS News. 
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. 803 on WTOP on this Tuesday evening, January 16th, 2024. Bitterly cold temperatures, maybe even in the single digits overnight. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. The snow followed by the bitter cold and a refreezing of the roadways means schools change their schedules for the morning. We'll begin in Virginia, where the following schools are closed. Stafford County Public Schools, Fauquier County Public Schools, Fredericksburg City Public Schools are closed. Spotsylvania County Public Schools and Culpeper County Public Schools are closed tomorrow. Then opening two hours late. Fairfax County, Loudoun County, Prince William County Public Schools on a two-hour delay. Alexandria City, Arlington County, Falls Church City Public Schools, and Manassas Park City Public Schools all on a two-hour delay. In Maryland, we have Prince George's County, Montgomery County, Frederick County Public Schools on a two-hour delay. Charles County, Calvert County, and Baltimore County Public Schools will open two hours late. And Arundel County Public Schools will have real-time, synchronous, virtual learning for students tomorrow. Students learning on their laptops and their devices. Anytime we've got bad weather, read the full list of closings and delays at WTOP.com. We're getting used once again to this thing called snow, driving in it, shoveling it, clearing our driveways. Yesterday was the biggest winter blast we've seen in a couple of years. Three to four inches on the ground in many places, more snow in a few others. And now we're dealing with strong winds that have been blowing the snow around. Below freezing temperatures are expected to linger the rest of the week. And then another shot of snow late in the work week. And tonight, we expect one of the coldest nights in five years and some of the roadways, the side streets especially, could be slippery. If you can ride it out tonight, it's going to be a cold night. It's best to be at home anyway. But if you can't, you have to be out. The best thing to do right now is speed. Speed is the key right now. Lower your speed when you're going across the roadways. And also go to our website at roads.maryland.gov. We will have our storm app. It's up and operational. It shows you where all the roads were treated. Charlie Gishler with the Maryland State Highway Administration, who joined us earlier on WTOP. He reminds you that elevated surfaces freeze first, and if something looks wet, there's always the chance that it is black ice. Communities across the region take extra precautions now against the extreme cold because of the risk to everyone's health. With low temperatures reaching the teens, Montgomery County has issued a cold emergency alert. Health officer Dr. Keisha Davis says there are a variety of health threats from extreme cold, ranging from frostbite to potential strain on the heart from snow shoveling. Even just being out in, in the cold, the effect on the lungs, people who have respiratory issues, asthma, COPD, that can also be difficult for them. Dress in layers and keep dry to avoid the risk of hypothermia. Montgomery County is keeping shelters open all day long. D.C. and other communities in Maryland and Virginia are making extra efforts to make sure those experiencing homelessness are not left out in the cold. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. From driving around to getting around by air, thousands of flights were impacted across the nation as a result of this weather. Flight Aware now reporting 300 delays at last reported Reagan National and more than 340 cancellations. Dulles with about 60 cancellations, another 300 delays. BWI Marshall canceling more than 100 flights so far today and tonight delaying 240 flights. More than 3,000 flights were canceled yesterday, even more delayed. Best advice from the experts, of course, check ahead. Use technology, make a phone call, check with your airline before heading out. An injection of money in Maryland back into projects that were just a few weeks ago on the chopping block. 
WTOP's Kate Ryan tells us what transportation jobs are now getting funded. Maryland Governor Wes Moore has announced he's putting $150 million back into transportation this year, restoring some of the $3.3 billion in plan cuts announced just last month. For example, $26 million will go back to locally operated transit systems. Montgomery County's ride-on bus service would see some of that money. $8 million will go back to Mark Commuter Rail's Brunswick line and planned cuts of $10 million for mowing operations and litter cleanup along state roads is also being restored. This reversal doesn't rule out future cuts. The $3.3 billion in reduced spending is part of a six-year budget plan. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Just into the WTOP newsroom, Howard County Public Schools closed tomorrow due to the weather issues, the road issues. Howard County Public Schools closed tomorrow. They're joining a long list of schools that have shut down completely again or will be delayed by a couple of hours. Get that at WTOP.com. And do stay with us tonight. Who is the new owner of the Baltimore Sun? That story coming up after traffic and weather. It's 8.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s. And when it breaks, let's go to Bob Imler in the traffic center. Pretty quiet around the region for the most part with dry pavement around the Beltway in Maryland and in Virginia. Traffic continues to run well. We'll see if any work zones set up tonight. But for now, things are pretty quiet. Not a whole lot going on. On 66, traffic continues to run well both ways, both inside and outside the Beltway. 395 and 95 each without delay and in great shape in the district, up and down 295 and along 695 and 395. And Maryland side is also pretty quiet tonight, up and down 270. No delays between the Beltway and Interstate 70. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each in great shape. And no delays to report on 50 out to the Bay Bridge. Go electric, the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. All right, Bob. Here's Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist. Clearing skies and just enough wind as we go into the overnight here to have some very low temperatures by tomorrow morning. Last time we were down to 16 degrees. What we're forecasting was February 4th, 2023. It's been a while. Under the clear skies, as we drop to 16 degrees, the wind chill temperatures will be down to 5 to 10 degrees by early Wednesday morning. For the afternoon, 20 to 25 degrees. will be sunny but very cold. Thursday is dry. Track the next weather maker for Friday starting early morning. A chance for some snow. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Manassas is at 20. Metro Center, 23 degrees. Frederick at 19. And some of us down to 10 or even colder for our air temperature. Plus, We've got wind gusts at 5 to 15 miles per hour during the overnight hours, making it even more cold. But there's a certain point when you're below freezing that I think it all feels the same, and it is certainly quite dangerous, as the experts will tell us. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money News 10 and 40 past the hour. And Jeff Claybaugh. A federal judge sides with the Department of Justice and blocks Jeff Blue's acquisition of Spirit. The Baltimore Sun has been acquired by Sinclair Broadcast Group Executive Chair David Smith. Sinclair is not involved in the deal. Booze delivery company Drizzly is shutting down. Uber bought it three years ago. It says it'll focus on Uber Eats, which will continue to deliver alcohol. The Dow lost... 232 points Tuesday, more than a half percent. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Tokyo stocks up by more than 1%, but South Korea's Kospi is down 
1%, and Australia's ASX 200 down a quarter percent. 8.11 on WTOP. Still ahead on WTOP, we're trying to do everything we can to combat opioid-related deaths in kids. We'll talk about the facilities where they go to stay with someone for a while for long-term treatment. Of course, you can guess the problems include very expensive treatment and also access. They don't have room for a lot of kids. We'll take a look at some new research published in Health Affairs coming up on WTOP tonight. Stay with Patrick us. was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere oh, just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off. You know, they picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-893-4133. That's 800-893-4133. 800-893-4133. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. 812 on WTOP. Coming up, we'll look at a data breach associated with Arlington County Public Schools, especially if you visited a school in that system. Stay with us for more news later this half hour. Here's Julie Chapman, the Vice President and Head of Legal for North America at LexisNexis, on the discussion, Data to Decisions, the Role of AI and Analytics. Sponsored by LexisNexis. We have to make sure the content that the large language model is talking to is reliable content. You don't want to be using the chat GPT in a government space. And then keep humans in the process. We want to make sure that we're looking at and rating the responses you receive. Watch the entire discussion on federalnewsnetwork.com. Search LexisNexis. LexisNexis leads the way with artificial intelligence in the legal industry. LexisNexis products have leveraged extractive AI for years to support key legal tasks. Now, Lexis Plus AI, a revolutionary generative AI product offering, is transforming legal workflows with conversational search, summarization, and drafting. Visit LexisNexis.com slash AI to learn how we can help empower attorneys at federal agencies. That's LexisNexis.com slash AI. There's nothing that brings out our emotions like winter weather. I love when the trees are glistening, covered in ice. I love making snow angels. I love when it's over. I want it to be over. Even if you're not a fan of the ice and snow, you'll feel better prepared with WTOP's weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. We're here for you all winter. The temperatures are really going to drop today. WTOP News. Facts matter. And it's 814 on WTOP, and I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thank you very much for being with us tonight. As more teens overdose on fentanyl, schools and parents face a drug crisis unlike any other. Residential treatment facilities appear to be a useful and effective tool for some of these kids. But there are barriers to treatment. They include limited access and cost. In some cases, we're talking more than $20,000 a month. We spoke about all this with Caroline King, emergency medicine resident at Yale University, part of a team that published new research in Health Affairs Journal. We discuss what's good and bad about residential treatment facilities. For many children with opioid use disorder, outpatient treatment is a great option and often where we start. But for some children, outpatient treatment either doesn't work or isn't accessible to them. And for those children, 
they may need residential treatment to treat their opioid use disorder. We did a research study where we called every residential treatment facility that treats adolescents with opioid use disorder in the United States that we could find. We previously released research that shows that only a quarter of those sites actually offer evidence-based treatment. And equine treatment, equine therapy was more common than evidence-based treatment, including medications that work for kids like buprenorphine. This research project showed that not only is care not always evidence-based, it's extraordinarily expensive. So the average cost of treatment for a month of treatment is around $26,000, which is twice the annual federal poverty level in the United States for a single-family household. Half of facilities require some upfront payment, almost $30,000 in upfront payment before kids even get there. And 23 states, including Washington, D.C., do not have either a residential treatment facility or a facility that accepts Medicaid. So there is very unequal access that is not always evidence-based, that is extraordinarily expensive despite that in the United States. In studying the problems, could you see some solutions? Or is this thing in such a bad way right now that it's a bit difficult to untangle it? Good question. One solution is that we need to expand access in primary care settings for addiction treatment. So everyone should be able to turn to their pediatrician if their family is in a crisis and know that they can receive safe and effective care there for their adolescent with opioid use disorder. In addition, we need better regulation in states and more funding to support better quality care and to improve access to treatment in states. Many states have opioid settlement funds and perhaps using some of those funds to ensure residential treatment access that's safe and effective and affordable for kids is one way to spend those funds. In this question, I don't want to blame the patient or the person addicted, and I ask only with the greatest of empathy, is there anything more to be done to either keep people from interacting with these medications or to find a way to stop them from abusing the drugs in the first place? Or or is that really not the focus of this particular research? That's a good question. So these days we think about opioid use in adolescence in kind of two camps. There is a lot of work in this country because of our increasingly contaminated drug supply to work with adolescents to really know that whereas 10 or 15 years ago, if you were a normal teenager who perhaps experimented and tried a pill at a party, it probably wouldn't kill you. And that is very different in the age of fentanyl. So there is a lot of work that's being done to educate children that one pill can kill in today's contaminated drug supply. On the other hand, we know that things like housing stability, stability for parents, really things that are at the heart of strong communities can help reduce substance use and make it easier for kids to function. The focus of this work has really been on caring for kids who have a substance use disorder. But the one thing that I'll tell you is we really advocate for access to buprenorphine, which is a life-saving medication for opioid use disorder that allows adolescent brains to heal. And for those kids, we really need to increase access to life-saving treatment across the U.S. Caroline King, emergency medicine resident at Yale University. Read more about her and her team's research on preventing young people from overdosing at WTOP.com. Search health affairs. Top stories on WTOP, blowing snow, sub-freezing temperatures, making up our next weather challenge. Congress back to work after the holiday weekend. Time running down now to get a deal done to avoid a partial government shutdown by late Friday. The new commander's general manager formally introduced to Washington, giving his first ideas about the new head coach. Keep it here for full details. 
It's traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, Bob Imler is in the traffic center. Well, around the Beltway in Maryland and Virginia, traffic continues to run without delay. Things are pretty quiet all around the region, really. With the roads in mainly good shape, especially the major roads and many secondary roads as well, some of the neighborhood roads and rural roads may still have some icy patches, so be careful out there. Things are great on 50 out to the Bay Bridge, 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each without delay between the beltways, and traffic up and down 270 is pretty quiet. Waiting to see if any work zones do set up tonight. George Washington Parkway, that is still closed between Spout Run and the Beltway. That was closed for yesterday's storm and is not reopened as of yet. 395 and 95 doing all right and no delays to report either way on 66. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Okay, Bob, it's time for Veronica Johnson, 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist. Clearing skies and turning cold, very cold across the area. We'll be dipping down to about 10 to 20 degrees by early Wednesday morning. Temperatures will rise only to about 29 to 31 degrees tomorrow afternoon. Wind chills in the single digits for the morning hours and low to mid-20s for the afternoon on Wednesday. We'll do a little better for Thursday. Mostly cloudy skies with temperatures topping out just shy 40 degrees. And then on Friday, 30 to 35 degrees with a chance of snow mainly during the morning into early afternoon. Could be picking up another 1 to 3 inches of snowfall before a sunny, cold weekend. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Tonight in Upper Marlboro, it's 23, Woodbridge 22, D.C. 23, 19 degrees in Chevy Chase, Maryland. But then you factor in northwest winds at 10 miles an hour. It feels like just 7 degrees tonight. We'll keep you updated here on our dangerously cold weather. Coming up, Virginia Tech's Potomac Yard Campus has hit a snag. We'll explain what that's all about coming up at 8.20 on WTOP. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces? Come join our growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-1794. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-1794. That's 800-575-1794. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. Now 822. Timing is everything, and if you've been looking for a luxury vehicle, look no further than Select Auto Imports in Alexandria. For 37 years, Select Auto Imports has saved you thousands off MSRP on pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, Audi, and Range Rovers. Now we're expanding and need room for our new showroom. That means lower prices just got lower. Check out hundreds of luxury vehicles at SelectAutoImports.com or visit us on Van Doren Street in Alexandria. These savings won't last forever. SelectAutoImports.com Got any travel plans this winter? I'm going to Aruba. Can't wait to hit the beach. I'm going to Aspen, Colorado. I'm going to Alexandria. 
in the freezing rain. If you're traveling around the Washington region, stay up to date and stay safe with WTOP's traffic and weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. With that storm front coming in, you might want to avoid the highways tonight. We're here for you all winter around the clock. WTOP News. Facts matter. It's 823. We're glad you're here tonight. It seems almost monthly we tell you about a new data breach or situation where your personal info may have been compromised. New this evening, we're learning that visitors to some schools in the region may be victims of something similar. WTOP Scott Gelman with our report. It's part of a larger data breach that's impacting Raptor Technologies. Arlington Public Schools says it uses the company for its visitor management system. In a memo to families, Chief Operating Officer John Mayo explained the school district doesn't know what specific information was exposed or whether anyone accessed it. What does that mean if someone has my information? Like, is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? June Prakash is president of the Arlington Education Association. She's wondering if the breach could affect school visitors who signed in to get a guest pass by scanning their IDs. That would concern me that there is that type of information and how that could be used in a data breach. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. A spokesman for Loudoun County Schools tells WTOP that this Raptor technology is part of its security efforts, but didn't say whether it was impacted by the breach. Prince William County Schools say it's notified federal law enforcement, but the no school district network or passwords were compromised. New tonight, we're learning that Virginia Tech's Potomac Yard campus won't open until spring 2025 rather than later this year. In a statement tonight, Virginia Tech says delays on its innovation campus are caused by supply chain issues. Graduate students who were planning on attending the school this fall will instead continue their studies at Virginia Tech Northern Virginia Center in Falls Church. And for the third year in a row, Senate Democrats in Virginia have defeated a Republican effort to repeal the state's electric vehicle mandate. That mandate aims to reduce carbon pollution through the adoption of California's strict rules on vehicle emissions. A Senate committee voted down three GOP-sponsored bills that would have rolled back the so-called clean cars legislation. It requires all new cars, pickups, and SUVs offered for sale be 100% zero emission by 2035. Sales of new gas-powered cars would be banned, but you could keep your existing gas-powered car or even buy one used. Sports at 25 and 55. And at 825, why don't we check in now with uh, Rob Woodfork. And let's check in with the Capitals. They cling to a one nothing lead over the Ducks in the second period. The lone goal coming in the first frame. Ethan Bear uh, scoring his first goal of the year. Darcy Kemper has stopped all eight shots he's faced so far. The Commanders formally introduced Adam Peters as the new general manager in Washington. Wide Peters, Josh Harris. Adam's a winner. He's won everywhere he's been. First in Boston, then in Obviously, Denver, then in San Francisco, uh, and he's learned from a lot of great leaders. He's about excellence. He's about attracting the best people. One of those people being a top-flight head coach. What are you looking for, Adam? We're looking for the best leader for this team, for the Washington Commanders. And so uh, we, we have set criteria that we're going to have a, be aligned in that vision, and it's not going to be in a box. It's not going to be offense. It's not going to be